Welcome to the Postpartum Coach Podcast, where we embrace our needs as moms, we learn to lead ourselves first, then our families, and where we create our own healing from the inside out to find our way to the work we were meant to do in this world. I'm your host, a fellow mom of three and a certified life coach, Lizzie Langston. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to this sweet little Saturday bonus episode. I just couldn't resist the idea of doing this episode. I've been thinking, you guys have been on my heart. I know there are so many moms who are pregnant right now and are anticipating to deliver during the coronavirus within this next few months. Or maybe your delivery date is later in the year, but you're still kind of panicked about it. Maybe you just delivered without your husband and you come away from it feeling like it was traumatic. Maybe you're feeling bad for yourself that it was really hard. I wanted to just first off validate all the emotions. Um, and then also today I want to empower you going forward. So if you're going into birth and if you're going, and if you've already done it now, specifically, I'm going to be speaking to um, moms who are expecting and haven't actually delivered yet. But if you have delivered and um, you're trying to recover from a COVID-19 specific delivery where it wasn't what you wanted it to be, your husband wasn't able to be with you, or or maybe just people didn't weren't able to come visit you. I know for my in my family, like husband was able to be with them, but he wasn't able to leave and then come back. And so um, it was just different. Like the older siblings weren't able to come visit. So if any of that rings true, I want to direct you. If you already gave birth, this is what I'll say to you is go to my episode number 18. So the number of episode you want to go to is 18 when your birth experience wasn't at all what you wanted or expected. Okay. And that will help you get some closure and really just, um, feel the way you want to feel in the end about everything or not. And just realize that that's okay. And kind of just sit with that and have peace with that. I help my clients do that a lot. Okay. Now moving forward, it is Saturday morning at my house. Things are quiet. People are sleeping. I am super pumped and jazzed. I've done myself coaching. I've connected with my moms on Facebook, um, in my Facebook group, by the way, I have a free Facebook group right now that I started for the coronavirus. If you guys want to come request to join it on Facebook, it's called mothers in quarantine. And I'm just Lizzie Jensen Langston on Facebook. So for sure, come find me. I'll put the link to the group in the show notes if I can figure that out. <laughs> um, okay. So the first thing I want to offer to any mama who is prepping herself for a delivery in quarantine mode in hospitals, right? Assuming you're going to be in a hospital. I know for me, it, I delivered my first two in a hospital and my third was in a birth center on purpose. I didn't, I wanted to try unmedicated to try to avoid postpartum depression, but that's a whole different story. So the first thing I want to share with you today is the offering, the possibility and the idea that you are enough for this experience. You are enough. Even with your fears, with maybe your feelings of inadequacy, even with maybe possible upsetness with the system, like how could they make this rule? 
um, even with the support that you will or won't have that you perceive right to be, you are enough. Okay. That's the first thing I wanted to tell you or offer you. I believe that about myself and I believe that about everyone, but I think sometimes we forget to see that and to notice it. By the way, you guys, if you hear my like stuffy nose, I'm so sorry. Okay. The second thing I want to tell you is that support is a feeling, right? We want to feel supported. If it were me going into this, that would be what I would be most concerned about is my husband or my family coming to visit or whoever I had thought I could have in the hospital. I want to feel supported and I would worry that I wouldn't feel supported. And then from there, from there, I would worry that because I didn't feel supported, I would have negative impacts postpartum. So that's where I come in as the postpartum coach and my expertise. And what I want to tell you through two rounds of postpartum depression, personally, you can go listen to my story earlier in the podcast for that. And then, um, just coaching dozens of moms postpartum. I just want to tell you that your experience postpartum is within your control. You, I can help you through that. And no matter what, literally I've seen it all. So no matter what your birth experience ends up being like, which is also in your control, but we'll just, for now, whatever it ends up being like, I want you to know that the way you heal from it and the way you move on after it is within your power to determine. So get out of the mindset that not, that like that everything's happening to you because that's disempowering and that will kick up your anxiety. And then literally you won't come up with, you won't be able to get yourself through it because you will feel disempowered. You will feel like the system of the hospital and their rules. You will feel like COVID-19 is all happening to you, right? But you are a being of power. You've grown this baby. There have been women through the ages that have delivered babies in the wilderness have caught their own babies, right? Think about ladies who were single, driving themselves to the hospital. I hope, I pray this has never actually happened, but I have seen videos where people like deliver before they think they will. They're actually in the same boat as you might be, right? They thought that this was going to be, they thought it was going to be nice and serene and peaceful. Maybe their husband would rub their feet with essential oils. They'd get the epidural and like it or not, they timed it a little bit whoops. And they had their baby in the car on the way to the hospital. Like things like this happen. And I don't say that to scare you, but just to say like, like COVID-19 is the new collective crisis, but there have been lots of crises that mothers have faced giving birth. And this is just another one of them, but you are among many millions of mothers throughout the ages. And even in the recent history here in the U S and also wherever else you might be listening that have delivered a baby under unanticipated circumstances. So I hope that that witness and that thought gives you strength to remember that you are not a singled out butterfly, right? In a field of flowers like this is COVID-19 is new, but it's also similar to so many other unanticipated challenges. This is just another one of them. Okay. So I think I hope I'm hoping that that helps you deconstruct the way you might have been building this up in your mind and freaking out a little bit. And again, I say this with compassion. Okay. I'm putting myself in your place. So I don't, I don't talk about anything you may be going through with any judgment because 
um, I seriously, like I connect with you. I, I, because I'm connected with all of you guys in my audience, I wanted to speak on this subject. I just wish I could be pregnant with you and like speak from a place of going through it with you. I think that'd be so cool, but you just have to trust me that I love you. Um, and that I help a lot of moms and that this is coming from a place of leadership and love. And I know how to get you through this before, during, and after I have tools. So speaking of those tools, I'm going to walk you through what I call the model. It's the main tool that I use with my clients. And then I'm going to give you an example. So I'm going to tell you what it is, how to use it. And then I'll run you through two or three examples. And then I'm going to cut you loose and let you change your life no, and let you really predetermine what your experience is going to be like in the hospital by choosing it beforehand with the tools that I'm giving you. Okay. So you've heard me say earlier here that circumstances are neutral, right? They're not capable of determining your feelings while you're in the hospital. Um, so the hospital is a circumstance, right? So what I want you to do Um, and you can just listen for now, but eventually I want you to put on a piece of paper. I want you to do your own model. So it's really going to help you. But the first thing you're going to want to do is put the facts down in a clean way that doesn't bring up emotion, right? Like if you were to present them in front of a judge, what, what would they be? So the circumstance is COVID-19 and I'm pregnant. Now, right after you write your circumstance on the next line down on your paper, you're going to put just one thought about it. So hopefully at this point, you've already done a brain spill. You've looked at all the many thoughts you have about being pregnant during COVID-19. And so now you're going to just pick one of them. Okay. It could be anything, uh, anything that causes you emotion, any one of those thoughts about whether it's about the hospital, as long as it's related to this particular circumstance, COVID-19 and being pregnant. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. So I'm going to give an example in a minute. So I'll walk you through one of my own. Okay. Obviously I'm not pregnant during COVID-19, but I did a couple sample ones based off of what I think many mamas might be thinking during this time. So those will help too. Okay. So you've gotten your circumstance in the first line of the model. The next one down is your thought. The next line down on your paper, you're going to write the word feeling, and you're going to just ask yourself when I think that thought, whatever thought you chose, how do I feel? Okay. How does that thought make me feel? Now, if you're like me, because you have so many thoughts and feelings on this topic, it's going to be really hard to just pick one feeling. You're going to be like, well, I feel upset and scared and hopeless and like, right. And you're probably going to want to say, I feel like this just isn't fair. Like your brain's probably going to offer you more thoughts, but I'm asking you to go into your body. And when you think this thought in your brain with your head, what emotion, what vibration in your body, what sensation, what does your energy do in your body? What is the emotion that you would describe that happens in your body when you think this one thought? Okay. So after you've got the feeling down and remember, it's just one word. Okay. And just, if you feel like, Oh, I'm really torn between these two, just pick the one that feels the most true. 
and then go from there. Okay. So you've got your circumstance, your thought and your feeling. Now this is where my brain usually explodes, which is, I want you to consider, you probably haven't considered this yet, which is why this is going to be so powerful and helpful going forward. So I want you to consider when you're in that feeling, let's say the feeling is scared. Okay. When you're in the feeling of scared, how does it impact your behavior? What do you do when you're scared that maybe you wouldn't be doing if you were feeling confident or if you were feeling peaceful or if you were feeling prepared and calm, whatever. Okay. So when you're scared, what does it look like? What do you do? And also what are you not doing that might be important to this circumstance and related to it? So for example, if I'm feeling scared, things that I do are, I have an increased heart rate. Okay. So things in your body can be things that you do physiological kind of effects of the feeling of scared, that emotion, that vibration in your body. So I have increased heart rate. You guys, my stomach, my stomach is totally growling. It's so funny. I haven't eaten breakfast yet. (laughs) I have an increased heart rate. Um, when I'm scared, I don't focus very well. So I don't focus on my plan. I don't focus on what is okay. I focus on all the things that are not okay. So it's easier for me to kind of freak out when I'm scared. I definitely get into more black and white thinking. So I either go to, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Like reassuring myself, or I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, all is lost. And I'm kind of panicking. So that's just some ideas. Okay. You can also think about, so when you're looking at your actions, okay, you're filling out the action line. We've got circumstance, thought, feeling actions. Think about your behaviors, what you do, what you don't do. Also think about your energy and your physiological symptoms. And also think about where do your thoughts go, right? So when I am in the feeling of scared, my thoughts take a turn towards, I start imagining the worst case scenario. I start imagining emergency situations in the hospital. I start imagining dilemmas. So hopefully this is resonating with you. I'm sure you're finding some things that you might be doing in your own model with whatever your thought and feeling are. Okay. And then the last thing you're going to do is look at the result that that creates, but there's no hurry to get there. So please do like, if you're filling out your model right now, take a pause and just really spend at least like three or four minutes considering all the things, all the ways that the feeling that you feel, whether it's scared or whatever else you might, whatever your feeling is, look at all the ways that's, that's showing up in your life. And it's kind of driving your experience of this circumstance, COVID-19 and you being pregnant. Okay. And then the result is the last thing that we look at. Okay. In the model. And this is when you typically, your thought is a direct reflection of your results. So if your thought is, for example, if your thought is, I can't do this then your result is probably going to be something like, I continue to believe that I can't do it, right? Like I don't ever come out of this belief. I don't ever find solid, calm ground. I don't, my brain continues to look for evidence that I can't do this. Okay. And so you never have a chance to think anything else and you are, you're stuck. You're kind of stuck in it. So I think for most of you guys, that's probably where you're going to be hanging out is the result is going to be basically that whatever your thought is in this model is just being perpetuated and you are having a hard time taking on any other perspectives. 
Now, remember, there are no right or wrong. So typically when I show clients, like when I do the model with them, and again, I'm going to do some examples in a minute, but typically when I, I bring this, like when you have this awareness where the, for the first time you put together all of the things, this is a full cross section into your mind and your emotional health right now, which is that you have a circumstance and then your thought about it and how that thought makes you feel and how that feeling is controlling your actions and how those actions are creating your current result. Typically, this is where people want to judge themselves a little bit. If you're anything like me, especially if your emotions are very intense and heightened, which they probably are because you're a pregnant mom getting close to delivery. And so I just want to reassure you or just kind of share with you that a lot of times clients want to judge themselves now, now that they see this full model playing out. And that's not actually useful. And you don't need to is the reality because there is no right or wrong. So everything that you are feeling, you should have been feeling because you were a human who didn't know any different. And for the first time you're having a chance to possibly create something different, but just because you're doing that and you can do that doesn't mean that you should have done it earlier or that what you were thinking before was wrong. Okay. So let me give you a couple example models now, just to kind of help you be more comfortable with this tool. And, um, even going forward, have more of an idea of how you can use it more on a regular basis. Okay. So the first example model I have here is same circumstance. These are all going to be the same circumstance, COVID-19 and I'm pregnant, or I will deliver a baby during COVID-19. And the thought is this isn't fair. So the feeling that I feel when I think this isn't fair is I feel helpless. And what helpless looks like for me is actually, I kind of sometimes go to anger to cover up my helplessness because I feel scared and helpless. Right. And so I kind of mask it or I top it with a secondary emotion like anger. So I get angry. Um, and also when I'm helpless, I would probably go on a Facebook group of other moms delivering during COVID-19 and I would just be really scared with them. I would commiserate with them. I would, definitely not be focusing. So think something I would not do is I wouldn't be focusing on my power. I wouldn't be focusing on all that I can do. I wouldn't be focusing on how the system of the hospital works and that it's going to be okay. Anything like that, not saying that that needs to be thought, but like, I wouldn't be able to go there. Cause when I'm in helpless, I'm just thinking about how how unable I am to do something. And so my circumstances feel very powerful over me. And really, I think the essence of kind of my behavior in the emotion of helpless is I just don't help myself. Um, so I perceive my circumstances to be helpless. So, right. I have this thought, this isn't fair. I feel helpless. I don't help myself. And I also don't probably find ways that the system, the, the hospital as it is with the rules that it does have currently right now with COVID can actually help me. I'm focusing on how I don't have the help I need. It feels insufficient. I feel less than enough. It's all just like heavy. Okay. So then the result in this model, like with this thought, this isn't fair. The result for this is that I continue to believe it, right? It's kind of like a cycle and I'm unable to find my strength, my power, um, this circumstance doesn't offer me help and I don't offer myself help and it continues to not feel fair. Okay. So that's what happens. That's how we get locked into cycles is when we have thoughts that, that kind of keep us in them until somebody or something comes along and offers us a new thought and, or 
we just see our model on paper and we're like, oh my gosh, the reason I feel helpless is because of my thought. It's not because of the circumstance. And then we start to kind of maybe see our way out of it. And that's why this coaching works. Let me give you another example. Same circumstance. Okay. We're going to do another model COVID-19 and I'm pregnant. And I think a thought a lot of us might be asking is how can they expect me to do this? Seriously. Like, I think that would be my first reaction. If I was pregnant and I knew I'd be delivering in a hospital where either my husband couldn't come or things were just going to be different than I thought, I definitely would have the thought, how can they expect me to do this? Now, this is actually not a thought. This is a question. I mean, it is a thought, but it's also a question. And so what I like to do with my clients and with myself for sure is when I put in a question into my model, when I ask myself a question, I don't allow myself to just put that in the model because I can answer my questions, right? We can always answer them to ourselves. And so what I want to encourage you to do is if you notice you have a a question in your mind, like how can they expect me to do this? Or how am I going to be able to do this? I want you to sit and answer it. I know that seems kind of like what, but really questions don't serve us very much because our brain just, it's like indulgent questions just are a little bit indulgent because we just stay in the not knowing we're like, how, 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 but we never actually come up with the, how we're always just like, how, and we freak out there and we stay there for a while. So what you can do is just answer that question. Like if you knew the answer, what would it be? And at first your, your brain might be like, I don't know. Like I genuinely don't know but that's just your brain staying in the question. That's just easy for your brain to do is just kind of stay in confusion, but you can actually kind of coach it out of that place into coming up with possible solutions. Like, so you can say just, but if, if I did know, like what, what would be some ideas? Okay. So if your question is, how can they expect me to do this? The first answer that comes to my mind is, well, they're not thinking of me personally. They are a system and They are a system that works quite well for a large amount of people, probably not the best for each individual, but it works for the whole. And so the reason they can expect you to do this is because you've chosen to use their system and they make decisions based off of a system for a lot of people. And it typically works pretty well. It's not perfect, but it works for the masses. And you've chosen to go to a place that serves the masses versus maybe like a birth center that only takes, you know, at the most three moms at a time. So, um, how can they expect me to do this? They are a system. And so I think the thought that I would want to put in my model, if this was my question is this system works. Like I can trust the system. So even though you might be like, man, I don't get to have my husband with me. And I really wanted my kids to come in and connect with the baby in the hospital. What if you just decided to trust that this system, this group of people, this medical professional bureaucracy or whatever you want to call it, like they know what they're doing and yeah, maybe some comforts are gone, but you can still have comfort because that's something that you create with yourself. You can bring pictures, you can bring oils or whatever. And then also like, just trust that the system works. I also like to believe that the medical professionals are going to be stepping it up. Like they're not dumb. They're not machines. They're human beings. Like the system might be a machine a little bit of the hospital bureaucracy or whatever, but the nurses and the people that are in there, like they are humans and they have heart and they are stepping up for the world and they will comfort you. They will 
be there for you. And if they're not, you can comfort yourself. Remember that always. So the system works. I trust in the system. If I were to think the thought I trusted in the system, the feeling that I would feel would be peace. And if I were to feel peace, I would probably look for ways to trust the system. I would then strengthen my resolve in deciding that the nurses are on my side and that the system's going to keep me and my baby safe. And so I wouldn't kick against this rule. I would then really just allow it and make peace with it. I would trust the rule, whatever the rules may be at your hospital that you're going to deliver at. I wouldn't be frantically kind of running from side to side chicken with the head cut off. Like, how am I going to do this? But I would just kind of get into this place of trust. And then I probably would have the result of this would be Um, I would like, I'd have an easier experience. I mean, that's not really a result. The result is I, I get to enjoy trust. I get to feel trust and listen, the circumstance hasn't changed, right? That's crazy. The thought this isn't fair creates an entirely different experience going into delivery than the thought I trust the system. So notice in any of these models, the circumstance is exactly the same. Okay. COVID-19 and I'm pregnant. But my thought creates an entirely different reality. So much power in our thoughts. Okay. Last example model circumstance is same thing. COVID-19 and I'm pregnant. And the thought I think that I might play with too, is I can't do this. Like, I think that would be one of my initial reactions. Like I cannot do this. Like they cannot expect this cannot be reality. Like I can't do this. So I wanted to show you something different with this model rather than just keeping that thought just for the sake of time, because I don't have a chance here on this podcast episode to kind of really coach you one-on-one and go through, you know, your model as it is, and then create maybe an intentional model for you to take with you to the hospital. So I just want to teach you any thought you have. So any of your thoughts in your thought download, you can put a question mark at the end of them. Okay. So you can like with, with the thought, this isn't fair question mark. Is that true? This isn't fair. Is that real? Right? So same thing with this. I can't do this question mark. I can't do this. Is that true? So this is just a strategy to just question your thoughts. I want you to know you can feel however you want to feel. Okay. You think possibly that the circumstance changing, like the rules of the hospital changing has all of the sudden changed your birth experience, but that's not true. The only reason you are feeling like your birth experience is going to be so different is because the minute you learned about the change in the hospital rules, your thoughts changed. And when your thoughts changed, so did all your feelings and your actions and your results, right? So did everything, every, the way you were feeling about this whole experience, but it doesn't, your thoughts don't have to change just because the hospital changes their rules. Okay. Sorry. My dogs are playing and slamming into the door of my office, (laughs) but your experience at the hospital can actually be, this is, this might seem like a stretch for your imagination, but truly this is possible. It's within the realm of possibility with thought work that I teach, right? My clients, which is that your experience at the hospital can be whatever you wanted it to be originally with or without new rules. Because circumstances don't have power to create our experience. Now, whether that's going to be true for you at this point or not, 
is to be determined, it probably depends on a few things. One, how much time you spend trying to wrap your brain around this and believe that this is possible. And then two, how much time you spend actually examining what your thoughts are. And three, how much time you spend considering what you want your thoughts and feelings to be. Okay. But I just want you to know that if you're willing to do some mental work, your labor and delivery will look quite different. And I would think that the strong minds of the mothers through the ages, you know, those women that had like 10 babies because they didn't have birth control and whatever, that was just the era they were born into. They had some strong mental power. I'm not talking about grit. Okay. I mean, if it serves you to think about it that way, please do. For me, grit just feels like force and it feels like willpower, which is exhausting, but they like, I want to believe that women of the ages who had to just step up to whatever their body and their situation was with delivery, whether they were on a farm, right? Mother, Mary, the mother of Jesus in a manger with animals, like in hay or whatever she was laying on. Um, I like to believe that their brains and their thoughts, one thought at a time, cumulatively as women through the ages, we've brought babies into this world, no matter our circumstances. So circumstances don't have power over us and especially not a woman delivering a baby. You are empowered and you through your mind can create the exact environment. We always have been able to create the environment that we needed during our delivery through our mind. This is true even not during COVID, right? Even during a regular hospital delivery, maybe a nurse said something you didn't like. Maybe um, the doctor came in later than you wanted. And always it's within our power to create thoughts that give us the feelings we need because feelings are fuel, right? Your feelings are going to be like fuel for you to, to, through your delivery and your thoughts can create your feelings. The, cir- the hospital and the workers and any other rules don't actually do that. So I hope this empowers you. As you can probably hear, my family's waking up, they're needing me, but I absolutely love you guys. If you want to do more of this work, if you want a coach to help you hold your hand through this, do a free consult with me. I offer hour long free consults and then for sure come get to know me better and get more of a handle on these tools in my free Facebook group, mothers in quarantine. You can find it on Facebook. I'll put the link to it. If I can figure that out in the show notes. And then I'm always on Instagram at Lizzie Langston and you can email me at Liz or sorry, Liz Langston coaching at gmail.com. So if you want more of this, keep listening to the podcast and come find me. I'll help you transform the way your mind handles these situations now and in the future and help you through postpartum. All right. Love you guys. Take care. Bye. Hey, Lizzie here. If you've been struggling and you're ready for more help, I want to invite you to book a consult with me. I offer free hour long consults where we go over what's not working, your vision for the future of your motherhood and how I would help you given my tools and expertise to schedule your free consult visit my booking page at go.oncehub.com forward slash Lizzie Langston. I fully believe that you can get to where you want to go. I'll see you on the console.